Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Who is it? Then I would like to introduce. Lundaren. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Then I would like to introduce. Jack Sutherland. Who is it? You guys are losers. Who is it? Just a couple of hot-headed fools. getting fat and not like the PHAT kind. Yeah. Well, I'm a high school baseball coach, so I'm like active all the time and I still get fat, so. What? Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Maybe because I like food too much. Well, in that case, welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, where a couple fat guys talk Marvel. (laughs) A couple old fat guys. I think this is episode 29, but I'm not sure because Martin removed the numbers. Numbers don't matter anymore. Who needs them? That's right. It's, it's like a great mystery what podcast. It could be the 20s. It could be the hundreds. It could be legacy numbers, and this could be the 3,000. Right. It's sort of like the location of the Infinity Soulstone in the MCU. <laughs> Nobody knows. That is correct. But... Before we go, like, all AWOL talking movies and trailers, mm-hmm. how you doing? Good. Crazy busy, as normal, but yeah. good. Did you eat a lot of turkey? Uh, we ate a lot of ham. Huh. Yeah. We do ham. Well, we do the honey roasted ham and turkey. We usually have both. Yeah, we had both. I just opted. We had two dinners in one day, so I was like, well, the second dinner, I'll have turkey. <laughs> So the first lunch, we'll say, I had ham, and then we got to the second one, and it was just like finger food type, non-traditional stuff. And I was like, really? I didn't (laughs) eat turkey because I was waiting for here? Oh, man. That's a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did want to mention, speaking of Thanksgiving, just like take a second and thank everyone who's listened to this and supported the podcast because we had awesome numbers over the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't even know if awesome is the right word for it. Something. Right? You got a word more awesome than awesome? Well, I'm just saying, like, our numbers skyrocketed in it. Yeah. And I'm humbled by it and also baffled. Yeah, well, I'd like to think it was my <laughs> own personal wit and charm that was responsible for the increase. But it sounds like you're saying that might not be the case. Well. Maybe it's yours. I- I don't think it's either of ours, but it might be your cool intros and outros. <laughs> or maybe people had a lot of time off eating turkey. That's true. That yeah, but it's like 30,000 downloads the past week. Yeah. Something in that ballpark. So, yeah, I pre- we really appreciate it. And it's encouraging. Yeah. It makes me uh, more excited about doing these podcasts, knowing that somebody other than me cares. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's true. It's like re-energizes. Yeah, for sure. Not that we don't want to talk about comics or Marvel stuff all the time, but, you know, lives happen, so. Right. And it's cool to the analytics to see people around the world listening. Yep. 
That is really cool. So, Ronnie. Yes. So this Infinity War trailer. Oh, you want to just jump right into that, huh? Yeah. Of <laughs> okay. course. All right. Because because it's out for all of about like two seconds, uh-huh. and immediately Marvel fans are like going nuts about it, and DC fans are criticizing it. Well, I mean, what's, what's let's be on? real. You knew that was going to happen anyway. They're not going to meet in the middle about anything. Yeah. But but as hardcore comic fans, those are the people you can have civil discussions with, whether you agree or not. And, you know, you'd be like Pac-Man and give me everything. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Right? Right. Because I know your reaction is like you're excited about it. Right? A little. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Because because here's the thing for me, like as a comic fan, like I said, I'm like chomp chomp chomp, give me more, yeah, right. But as a hardcore comic fan, I'm like, I understand that we we tried to set this up, and I say we like we're on the Marvel payroll, but which we're clearly not. But you had the last three films that went a certain way for not people like us, right? Like our kids or our wives that just totally enjoy going to the movies, right? Mm -hmm. So it was more like humor or um, popcorn-ish movie. So you're talking about Ragnarok, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and... Or are you just talking in general? Well, I, I said three, but I mean, Ragnarok and Guardians in both volumes of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I would say, right? Right. So, which is fine. I'm not arguing that point. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But the the whole projection of the MCU, the outlook of it, I think, from the inside has seismically shifted from what audiences they're targeting now. If you take a look back, whether the film was good, or bad, ugly, whatever, with um, Incredible Hulk, with Edward Norton, right? Or Iron Man 1. Like, those were more serious tones that had one-liners in them. Yeah. Okay. As to where now it's more comedic, I guess. And I'm not, I'm not like judging it on like substance-wise. I'm just saying like it's more comedic, offshoot humor. As before, it seemed like it was more. You, we were building towards Avengers then, right. and so you had to lay that groundwork because you only had X amount of months or days years until we got there so we needed to cover a lot of ground mm-hmm. which i thought in phase one they did tremendously well okay yep by tying everything in cap um you know whatever else came out at that time but then like here lately was this phase four three four that we're in now yeah um it's not it's not phase four yet. Okay. So it's the tail end of three then, right? 
I I feel that the attention more has shifted more towards making box office money than towards the Infinity War storyline itself. And the only reason I say that is because in the important movies leading up to Infinity War, okay. for one, we really don't know which ones were or are important leading up to it. Yeah. Right? Ragnarok turned out to be less, I think, important than some thought it would be. Right. Except maybe then, the post-credit. Scene, right. And that's, and, that, and, that, and that's another point is the drama and the, and now the serious tone that we're going back to with this trailer. Yeah. Feel, feels off kilter because we don't know where we're driving at. So I don't know how to feel about it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's only, we only see that threat and maybe like a total of six minutes because it's after credit or mid credit scenes. Yeah. It's not actually part of the inaugural movies leading towards this event. Yeah. So I think sometimes like as fans, we care maybe even more about continuity than directors do because let's so guardians of the galaxy uh that's james gunn and his stuff so far has been very comical right um and then uh the guy who did thor how do you say his name takai waiting Mm -hmm. i probably Mm -hmm. i probably just butchered that but that this was his first marvel movie and it turned out to be extremely comical as well. But now the Russo, bro- Russo brothers, uh, who are doing Infinity War, they did Civil War, which was playful when the char- characters got together and were playing off of each other's powers. But it also had a lot of serious moments with Tony Stark and, um, and Captain America. And I, don't, I, didn't take, I didn't see that one as in the same uh, level of comedy as like Guardians of the Galaxy or, or Ragnarok. Well, also the Russo brothers did Winter Soldier as well. Oh, right. Yeah. And that was, that was the one people usually tout as the more in depth, complex, I guess, story for the right. MCU. Yeah. That's probably usually everybody's number one or number two top MCU movie, I would say. Well, I don't think I, I don't think that's the case. I'm not. I mean, not well, me not, personally. I, I it seems. Yeah, like, I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying in general that would be if, if we went and surveyed a, a thousand people, I would say probably ninety percent of those would be that would be their one or two. I would say. I just, I disagree. <laughs> really. I feel like that's the one people use to say is the best when they want to criticize Marvel for not having substance. That's the one they go always go to. But when I talk to like Marvel fans, I rarely hear I mean people loved Winter Soldier, but I rarely hear them say it was their number one. Okay. And people Fair and I, let me tell you, people loved Ragnarok. That I yeah. it, it seems like. Yeah. Matter of fact, the 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 review we did, I was like the most negative person on there. Um which shocked me. <laughs> Kind of shocked me too. 
Uh, but and, I, go ahead. And I, I wasn't saying I wasn't ragging on Ragnarok. Is that a pun? <laughs> it, I guess it could be. <laughs> but for the substance-wise, the end picture or the end of the phase is what is what my issue was. So now, did I enjoy the hell out of the movie while I was in the movie? Yes. But, you know, walking out of it thinking, well, where are we going from here was okay because, you know, I'm a super nerd or whatever. But then it's like, well, how about, you know, my 10-year-old nephew or whatever? You know, are they – do they even care that the next one's going to be semi-serious then or that had connections here? You know? Right. Yeah, it, it feels to me like, because again, we have different directors and producers doing different movies. And I, I, I mean, I, they're not like all sitting in a room together saying, hey, let's, let's brainstorm the next 10 years of Marvel movies. Um, but it, it feels to me like they, they, they do sort of feel disjointed. Um, the James Gunn movies compared to the Russo movies compared to, and like the, uh, the guy that did Ragnarok, I mean, he his movie, Ragnarok felt like a little bit on an island as far as the MCU goes. And it seems like what they do is they'll borrow characters in mm-hmm. order to create a sense of continuity or they'll, like Spider-Man played off of Civil War and uh, and the event, and Avengers 2 um, to create like a sense of continuity. But uh-huh. as far as pushing, like having foresight into the movie that's coming next... I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen a whole lot of that. I think the most we've seen of that has been these Thanos trailers that have sort of seemed like that's the biggest tie-in I've seen so far leading into Infinity War. Right. Which Unless there's total, some big surprise in Black Panther. But the which, way things are which going, I don't think totals like happen. six minutes, though, right? What total six minutes? The, oh, the, the Yeah, the Thanos The stuff. Thanos part, right. yeah. Right. Which, I mean, if you're just a casual moviegoer, you've already left the theater by then. Yeah. As to where, like, we're trained because we know that extra scenes are coming. But if you're, you know, elementary school kids that are just going to have fun with their friends and see a movie, they don't know that that's going to come up. Yeah, um... In Justice League, I, we saw I saw Justice League twice, and the second one, everybody left. The first one, I saw it the second day, so everybody stayed. Everybody that was there that early knew what was going on. The second time I saw it was during like the day after Thanksgiving, so it was a bunch of just random people there, and they all left before the post credit scenes. I was shocked <laughs> because I'm used wow. to going to see all these movies so early that mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that. I thought everybody just knew to stick around. Yeah, but apparently they don't. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like some of the time, we're so, and I say we as in like me, you, and our group of friends are so caught up in our like fandom that we don't think outside the box of as the the casual moviegoer type thing, right? Yeah, l- l- like that, like not saying staying for post credit scenes. You know, I, I wouldn't even think about leaving until the lights came on and the film quit Yeah. now. But as to everybody else, they see the credits and they're like, Oh, I'm out of here. Right. Well, well, so going back to my like initial reaction, 
like I understand fans being like fanatical about the trailer. Um, it was like you explained to me about Justice League. Uh, like as a DC fan, people have waited so long to see that team that you're just sort of naturally excited going into it. What I don't get though is criticizing like a two minute trailer that really didn't like show anything we didn't already know. Um, and I'll go, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Let me get your reaction to this. I think like my spidey sense <laughs> senses some Justice League backlash in the opinion of some like hardcore DC fans. Oh yeah, definitely. You agree? I would I would say that. I thought yeah. you would disagree. No. I mean, and that's like I said, like DC fans are hardcore DC fans are going to crap all over anything no matter what. Yeah. And then and then in the same retrospect, hardcore Marvel fans are going to crap over DC stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, no, for sure it happens both ways. Yeah. Um and But I, like like for me, for me, I was on the fence about the trailer because a part of me was like, oh, that's awesome because it's the first time that we get to see actual Thanos come out and do something. And it's the right. first time that we get the full assemble on screen. But then me as like a hardcore comic fan, I'm like, okay, you're, you just put out a semi-serious trailer like desperate times call for desperate measures type thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't have lead up to that. We had comedy hmm. up till that part. You know what I mean? Besides yeah. those besides those six minutes of Thanos post credit scenes. Or I guess, you know Well they have we have had Infinity Stone appearances connecting everything. Well yes, but do we know why Thanos wants the Affinity Stones? Do we know his motivation? Well, I know why. <laughs> well yeah, we know why because right. we know the stories that it's based on. But yeah. as for and, and maybe I'm just overthinking it because you know maybe kids are like, oh, there's a new bad guy for the movie and it looks cool. Yeah. But is there actual like a substance structure like there was in Phase One and to that, I would say no. Well, okay, so let's talk about that because we get into these conversations, not like me and you specifically, but me and you and other people about about substance in Marvel movies. Um, and like, I don't know if Infinity War how like complex the storytelling will be. If I had to place money on it, I would doubt it. Like because I mean, the original Infinity Gauntlet wasn't super deep. Um, but in my opinion, like most, sometimes I feel like that is a, almost like a crutch of a criticism because most of these movies, even including the DC movies, aren't really all that complex. And it feels to me like, you know, if if that's what somebody really wants is, Hey, I want like deep, complex storytelling, then you, then it, you know, it would be a lot easier to you know, get some sci-fi novels or some like science fantasy novels. Um, you know, not because in my mind, like superheroes, like first and foremost should be about 
special abilities and action. Like that's what these movies are just are going to be. That's what the comic books are about first and foremost. And every now and then they can get a little deep. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm just saying like, I'm not talking about that part of it. I'm just saying like <sighs> the, the main part of infinity war is the infinity stones, right? How many of the last, however many movies has that even been a subplot of though? It was more early on than it is now than it has been right. lately. Right. So I'm just saying like with, with today's attention span, you got to at least drive that home and sprinkle it in there to make the, now don't get me wrong. Like infinity war is going to come out and it's going to make like $18 billion or whatever. We all know that, right? That's the formula. Right. But I'm just saying as like, I guess you'll call it continuity wise. Like, Mm -hmm. You have to sprinkle his mission in there, whether it's a side story, whether anything besides six actual minutes of post credits. You know what I mean? If not, then he's just he's just displayed as a big bad for this movie. Yeah, and not and not an actual threat. Well, there better be some Thanos like. Uh, repercussions that sort of reverberate through the through the, the the movies after this because um he's he's too he's too big time of a marvel villain to like uh be sort of one and done with or even yeah. two and done with if you know if this turns out to be a two part movie yeah it has to be recap re- uh wrinkles well, I'll say since I can't speak properly that that shake out through the rest of the movies until yeah. we have another shakeup. Well, let, hey, look at it this way, because th- here's why I'm excited about this. Let's look at a different direction, a different angle. Every superhero movie I've ever I ever saw, like as a kid, it always revolved around like one superhero, maybe two, if like he had a sidekick or whatever. Um, but it was rarely more than that. Uh, there was like Avengers stuff, you know, before my time. Um, but more recently we've had these Marvel and DC doing this team up stuff in movies, which for me, for the most part is sort of a new thing and it's exciting, but these huge all hands on events have always been strictly limited to the comic books because casting and filming for something like that with like all these characters, it's just like it's it, up until now, it's been sort of like it seems like an impossible feat, you know. So now for the first time, we're actually going to get that type of story in a movie. And so for me, that's like super exciting, Re- regardless of how the story folds out, just seeing them attempt an event of this magnitude. um, something that I've only always only seen and done in comic books is enough to get me excited about it. Yeah. And, and, th- and that's what I was saying. Like when we first saw Thanos come out of the boom tube or whatever, the portal. Yeah. Like actually see him and see him do stuff. I mean, we've seen him before, but we've gotten like side head shots or him sitting on the throne. And I'm not talking about in the restroom. <laughs> But like to actually, hey, maybe he's Thanos. He can, (laughs) (laughs) 
that was pretty damn awesome, yeah. really. <clears throat> and so, and even like Black Panther saying that you know Cap needs a shield. That was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So let's uh, so the um, back to the Thor the post credit scene. I wanted to talk uh-huh. about this because. Um, Spoiler, if you haven't seen Ragnarok, I'm getting ready to spoil the post-credit scene. You should have saw it by now anyways. Um, but at the, in one of the post-credit scenes, uh, all of all the Asgardians are now on this ship, and supposedly they say they're headed to Earth to find a new home, and they're stopped. All we know in the post-credit scene is a ship a lot bigger than the sh- huge ship they were on stops them. And... It's sort of an ominous scene, so you uh, you uh, you assume it's some sort of threat. Do you think that was Thanos? No. You don't. No. Who is it? I think it's the collector. Okay. Well, give me your your theory, and then I'll give you mine. Well, I I, I just I mean he's the collector, and and we saw before that you know he has obscure things or. Um, one of a kind type things, right? From the, right? From all from all over, right? Yep. So, you know, here's as guardians, and they've pretty much been wiped out, and this is the last group that that we know of, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So, why wouldn't you want to collect them? Interesting. I hadn't thought I hadn't thought at all about that. I assumed it was Thanos, and here's why. Um, here's how I, in my head, I envisioned this plan out, and I'll probably be wrong. It usually makes a lot of sense until I see the movie, and then I'm like way off. Well, but, I mean, <laughs> let's be real; I'll be wrong too. But right. you know. Um. So here's how I saw this plan out. That's Thanos in that ship, and he's first to attack the Asgardians right on that ship. And that mm-hmm. encounter with Thor and Thanos leaves Thanos sort of unconscious, floating through space, right? Until he lands on the Guardians of the Galaxy's Guardians of the Galaxy's uh, ship's windshield that we the saw Milano. The, that we saw in the leak trailer. Yeah, um, and that's where he warns them. They're talking about something coming. I kept thinking, why is he floating through space? It so I'm making that parallel. That whatever happened in that Ragnarok post-credit scene leads to him unconscious, floating through space, um, and so I think that is where Thanos gets his first Infinity Stone, because the Space Stone supposedly was returned to Asgard, right? So unless it's like floating out in space somewhere, it should be on that ship as well. And in this new trailer, we see Thanos with the Tesseract. And two Infinity Stones on his gauntlet. Right. So that's me connecting the dots. How well, here, we get let, from Thor to Infinity War. Let me add a couple more dots. Okay. So I'll I'll tie both of our theories together. How about that? Okay. Where's the Infinity Gauntlet at right now? The glove or the stones? The glove. Well, Thanos has it. Okay. Right? Right. But it's empty. Right. So, as you said, 
the Infinity Stone that was on Asgard would be floating around in space, right? Right. So who would want it? The Collector. Okay. So then he grabs it, which ensues with the Asgardians below him, who then, who else wants the Infinity Stone but Thanos? So then he would come there and totally destroy that ship, which in in return would leave Thor floating in space and landing on the windshield of the Milano. Hmm. So do you think the Collector was sent by Thanos or Thanos takes it from the Collector? Or do you think that the Space Stone was not one of the stones that we see in the trailer on his glove? I don't think it's one that we see. We, we see two. Right. And he has one in his glove. And he has the Tesseract. And he has the Tesseract, which is one. If it's, right? if it's in there. I'm still fuzzy on that because well, I don't think they ever put it back in it. But I'm not sure. Maybe they did. Well. Well, okay, because you see him yanking the one out of vision. Right. Which, by the way, I thought was a really cool scene. It was a cool scene. And then you see um, him with the Tesseract. And then you see him putting the second one in the gauntlet. Yeah. So, hindsight, or not hindsight because we haven't seen it, but initial reaction would be that he just collected those two and put those in there which in all reality we never see anything from the trailer in the actual movie happen in the sequence that we see in the trailer so he collected two whether one was already there or not I'm not sure yeah I assumed the I assumed well we know one is the mind stone. I assumed the other one was space stone, but it could be uh so I think Doctor Strange has the time stone, right? In yeah. the uh um Eye of Agamotto. Yep, right. So it could be that. Um who has the collector has the reality stone, right? Um well if rumors have it um, they would have the he would have the soul stone, right? Which is the one that Adam would have. I thought this, no. no, the soul stone's still MIA. Or you but mean he just had, due to rumor? Well, due to rumor because he had the cocoon yeah, previously but, but on that, his ship, but that wasn't Warlock's cocoon because we saw it in. Again, here uh, we're making the assumptions that all these directors, <laughs> yeah, were making connecting dots like we are. <laughs> well, they, they have to won't. have some kind of direction, right? Yeah. Whether whether they make it, like we said, the front runner right. or front priority of of that movie, or just a sidebar tangent of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, that falls on the director themselves instead of Kevin Feige. I think it's going to take a lot of work for for Thanos to get all collect all the stones in this one movie. Like, if that was what the entire movie was about, because uh, the Power Stone is, that's with the Nova Corps, right? Is that right? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 1, right? Yeah. I mean, so he has a lot of ground to cover. Well, see, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking is, like, he's a big bad by himself without the stones. So if he collects two or three this movie, I mean, if rumor 
and any window have it, we're not seeing Adam in this movie anyway, right? I don't know. I'm not. I, I want to so, say no, well, but Jim Starlin like, did make a comment that sort of right left but, me guessing. But why wouldn't he be the last stone and come in and save the day for the second one, right? For the second movie. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah, I could see that. Seems more likely. So that way but, you don't have to end up Spider-Man 3 in it and forcing 12,000 plot points and yeah. into one two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, so my if, if we see it in the first movie, my theory right now is that it'll be in Wakanda because the trailer, it makes it seem like Thanos has a reason to attack Wakanda because... Uh, um. Black Panther's talking about evacuating the city, getting ready for war. He had that cool scene that you mentioned about, you know, give this man his shield. Like, he's preparing for something in Wakanda. Which, and why else would Thanos attack Wakanda unless they had something he wants? Right. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Which kind of throws your... Well... It doesn't have to be the soul stone, though, right? Could get his hands on something else, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah, who knows? Because is that the only one that we're missing? Yeah, it's the only one that, I mean, yeah. It's the only one that hasn't been revealed. Okay. I mean, they could be moving So around. we know our whereabouts of all the other ones. Yeah. Except the soul stone. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe, well, you know, there is that theory that the Wakandians have that um, space station portal to outer space in the moon, right? That's how they got the vibranium. Interesting. Yeah. So like if, you know, if Thanos shows up in outer space and uses the portal to come to earth, then he would, you know, be right there in Wakanda. Yeah, so we do see um, in so what the scene with uh, with Tom Holland on the bus and the hairs on his arm stand up like we for his Spidey sense. Yeah, I would say which was yeah, which I thought was cool. Yeah, but when he looks out the bus, the window of the bus, we see a circular shaped UFO in the air. Yeah. Um. Which. Which I would assume would be Thanos's ship. Yeah, but that would mean he came not through a portal, but just normal. Well, space true. Travel. But that would also mean that that's not his ship at the end of Thor Ragnarok, too. Was it not circular shape? I don't remember. It's I Thanos. He like... has multiple ships. <laughs> he has ships galore and portals. <laughs> what did you think about the scene where Thanos decks Iron Man like he's a fly? <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome because that's how it should be, really. Right. I mean, it, if Thanos hits somebody, it should be like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess he, uh, after because that, I, he, I mean, he powers up because we see him in another scene with the Hulkbuster armor on. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because I mean, Iron Man is just basically Tony Stark with lots of money and lots of tools, yeah. right? So, I don't know. 
I got hyped for it. It's just, like I said, there's lots of things that I'm on the fence about, but it's not because I'm trolling one way or another. Right? Right. Yeah. It'll hard. I mean, man, I was, I was, uh, it'll be hard for me not to like this movie just because Infinity Gauntlet was what got me into comics. And at first, oh. for a while, I was like, man, if, if they do this without Adam Warlock, I'm going to be pissed. But that's changed. I'm, gone. I'm, I'm still excited for it, even though I know it's like 99.9% chance he won't be in it. Um, I just never imagined you'd get an Infinity Gauntlet movie or some oh, variation yeah. of it. Yep. I don't, I don't think, I can't, based on the Russo brothers... I don't. I just can't imagine it'll be anything like Th- Ragnarok was. No, I, it's it, their past record. It's going to be more of the serious tone, which we saw in this trailer. Yeah. With with the hey, general casual movie fan, let's throw the Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy in scene yeah. at the end. Which I mean, hey. You know, if I was making eighty billion per movie, I wouldn't change the formula either. Right. Now that we know that it works, right? Yeah, and and I mean, they have a they already have a history of making these movies successful, doing it their way. Whereas the the, the guy doing Ragnarok, that was a that was tough because the expectations were going to be high. You couldn't do it like the first two because they didn't do well, right? Um, so I think See, he relied that's on a another formula hold on, that has been working. Yeah, that's true. But <clears throat> saying that they didn't do well is kind of an oxymoron because they still made lots and lots of money, yeah, though. Good at the box office, right? You, you know what I mean. Now, are they perceived as one of the favorites or one of the best that came out? That's a different thing. But you know, they weren't a box office flop, really. Yeah. Sure. For sure. I liked I liked um, I liked them both, personally. Uh, honestly, I've liked every Marvel movie and every DC movie that's came out. Now, have I liked some way more than others? <laughs> yeah. Have I liked some way way more than others? Absolutely. But I've enjoyed yeah. every one that I've seen. Yeah. Well, you know. So Ragnarok has grown on me since I did the review. Uh, I saw it. Tw- I saw it again after that. And my first, my initial reaction was that okay, this is not the Thor that I know from the comics. He's, he was just too much of a jokester. And I also there was stories in that movie that I love from the comics. And instead of really doing one one or two of those stories well, they mashed it all together and and ran through it all kind of quick um but since then now that i've had time to sort of i guess process that a little bit more and think about it in the context of other marvel movies um it feels like despite the jokes i i personally think it had a lot of substance in it um as far as story goes uh even with you know the the prophecy with Surtur at the beginning, 
the Planet Hulk stuff, the sibling stuff, um, the whole hypocrisy and fall of Odin. In hindsight, I think they squeezed a lot of story into that one movie. Just some of it got a little bit overshadowed because it was wrapped around, constantly wrapped around, you know, punchlines. See, and I'm going to go on the other side of that. It's where I'm not sure if I, I got all that, but it wasn't right there on the surface. You know what I mean? Like the civil rivalry type stuff. We've seen that from the first time they were introduced type thing, right? But it wasn't like. But this time it was with Hela as well. So it's more of a. Well, yeah. Have that element to it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, substance-wise, I don't think it holds up to another way of doing it type thing. Or it was just on the back back burner as to where, you know, you go in as a typical... Like, like you and I know that that's there because it's not on the surface, right? Yeah. Or, you know, other things that you that you brought up mm-hmm. aren't really on the surface but we know because we have comic book history right right as to where i don't think the typical movie goer would have gotten all of that yeah the planet hulk stuff for example to me that yeah. was there's a lot so much more to that story than what we saw yeah um, yeah so maybe that that doesn't register all that much with casual fans. But I mean, but even stuff like, so like when's the last time, like most of these movies, the Avengers movies, justice league, I'd say probably 90% of them. They, they center around raising up this villain and then something happens and you're able to defeat him at the end. That's like every superhero movie ever. This in Ragnarok, they started with Surtur and Thor's able to get away from him, but the movie ends with him being victorious. I mean, he destroy he 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 fulfills his uh his objective and destroys Asgard. I thought that was a pretty bold, unlikely way to end one of these superhero movies. Because in a way, Hela lost in the end, but Surtur, the other villain, he won, and yeah. Thor had to fly off. With his tail between his legs. Right. Yeah. They found I mean, an interesting way to do it um, because it was sort of this prophetical thing that was going to happen regardless. Right. So it seemed, but still it happened. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get it. I'm just saying, like, the. <sighs> I'm counter. I'm, I'm contradicting myself from the last. Time I talked about this. Well, yeah, but you've had more time yeah. to process it, and 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 you saw it again. So now myself, I've only seen it once. So right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so go see it again, Mark Ronnie. <laughs> well, I can <laughs> since I have Movie Pass, but you know, That's right. which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Because next month we have Star Wars. Oh yeah. So I mean. I can see it. Yeah, we got 
yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there the first couple of days for that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we got, see, when is uh, Black Panther come out? That's in February. So yeah. that's a few months. Mm-hmm. A few months, and then about three months after that, we get Infinity War. Yep. We also get S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, man, we get Jessica Jones Season 2 also. Yep. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, which I'm super excited about because I loved last season, I think, more than most people did. It was probably one of my top Marvel shows right. of last year. And we, and we have Runaways that just premiered a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And I'm running out of time, but um, I'd like to talk about that at some point because that was interesting. Well, we'll I'll, do that next. How about episode? But. How about we'll do that and Gifted and Punisher? Yeah. Next next episode. Oh yeah, because we we only talked about one episode of Punisher. Yep. Yes, let's do that. Sounds good. And then you know, in February we also have the Adam Warlock one shot comic book. Oh right. Can't forget that. Is it is yeah. it is it down to just a one shot now? Because I know they canceled the or they postponed the issue after that or something. It's. It just got released today that it was a one shot, but I'm sure it could tailspin into other stuff too. But it better, yeah. If not, it better be the one best one shot he's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, man. Uh, can we wrap it up? Yep, wrap it up. Where do they? Where you do they can reach find us? It Fat guys. Me at, <laughs> at Fat Guys R Us. No. <laughs> Um, you can find me on the Twitter machine at rumbar316 you are at Jack Sutherland and you can find us collectively at Ultimate Marvel Pod and we're past archives are on nerdylegion.com forward slash UMP alright man alright thanks talk to you later Bring a rocket, Teddy Miss, stopping traffic in every town. Burning up your stereo, turn it up and take it down. Take it down. Get, get up, get, get up, get up. Turn it up and take it down. Take it down. Get, get up, get, get up, get up. Turn it up and take it down. Take it down. I just left an impression of everybody's going to, now they're going to listen to us picturing these two enormous dudes just like podcasting about comics. <laughs> well, neither one of us are really all that fat. But no. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just going to say, usually I do podcast from my basement though, but you know. <laughs> what does that matter? <laughs> well, the stereotypical nerd, the comic book nerd is oh, still gotcha. lives at home in the basement. Right. So. <laughs> but are you in your parents' basement? I'm in my parents' old house. Does that count? So technically, I never, I never left home. That's true. <laughs> Take it down.